Are you trying to figure out how to get things done? Are you trying to look for knowledge that can actually help you do something, be something, be better at what you do? Hi, I'm Joyce Mbaya, founder of ZD, where we provide affordable online courses for Africa. This is the place for you, the ZD Podcast, where we have inspiring conversations with amazing people. And the ultimate goal is to help you know more so you can do more. One of the reasons why Africa is largely lacking in intellectual property is because for a long time, our approach of intellectual property has been two-sided. In Africa and in Kenya, we have been approaching intellectual property either academically, and when we are talking about academic discourse and academic conversations around intellectual property, then for some strange reason, we find we lack to find that mismatch, we, we, that point of contact between the classroom and the market space. And so for a, long, a, a, a very long period of time now, intellectual property has been an exciting conversation in classrooms. The other reason why we cannot, for some strange reason, connect intellectual property with the African market space is that intellectual property has been so adversarial. And in adversarial is whereby we are pushing and pulling intellectual property in courtrooms. And intellectual property conversations in courtrooms only excites lawyers, judges, and law students. And again, that one tends to put to, 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 to uh, detach intellectual property from where intellectual property should be felt at the market space. So what are we offering? We are offering intellectual property conversations in a manner that you as an entrepreneur will begin to identify appearance of intellectual property in every aspect of your business. You will begin to identify the value of intellectual property in every aspect of your service delivery, in every aspect of your product development processes, that you as an entrepreneur should begin to adopt intellectual property as part and parcel of your business model. That is the most missing component in growing entrepreneurship in Africa. That today, and I can tell you for free, Approach any entrepreneur at the market space and ask them, what is your business built on? Right? And I'll tell you, people will give you strange answers. Why? Because we have never identified that intellectual property can become part and parcel of our business model. That when I'm starting business, the first thing I need to figure out is, what are my intellectual property interests in this venture? Do I have those ventures? And that's why the beauty of this course, Blacks with Facts, the beauty of this course is that this course comes in a tone that is very friendly, that we want to work with you to appreciate appearance of intellectual property, manifestations of intellectual property, so that you can identify, oh, this component of my business, this is intellectual property. This aspect of my business, this element in my business is actually intellectual property. And so, the bulk of this conversation has been divided into two parts, part A and part B. Not that part A is lesser or part, part A is diluted, no? 
We just want us to have a conversation that we can manage to identify the appearance of intellectual property that at the end of the day, in your balance sheet, when you are putting together your balance sheet, end year adjustments, you know those words that they do in accounting, then you will always have a consideration for intellectual property because you and I will have identified that intellectual property is not merely something that I can use to protect myself. For, for very many, a, a long after, a, a lot, uh, for, for a long time, we have approached intellectual property from that adversarial aspect, that this is something that I'll protect myself. Actually, when people approach me and ask, hey, Blacks, I wish to do this with my intellectual property. Do you know the number one reason why people ask for intellectual property? Because Blacks, I don't want my idea to be stolen. We don't approach intellectual property from a point of safeguard. Of course, there is that component of safeguard, but the how we are approaching intellectual properties, can this thing be converted into a tool? Can I convert my business process? Can I convert my, 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 my corporate color? Can I convert my, 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 something as significant as a phrase or a slogan or a mantra? Can I convert my mantra into a tool, into a capital, into a resource of sort? Everything at the marketplace can all be traced to one element, one component, one aspect, the name. In this segment, we want to explore what are those dormant aspects lying in your name that as at now, you can tap and you can exploit. We want to look at, can a name be part of your raw material? Hi, my name is Blacks. Blacks with facts. So in an entrepreneur, the first thing that you should think of owning is, do I own my name? Do I own the name of my business? Do I own the name of my service delivery? The thing that I'm providing at the marketplace. Have I codified it or is it merely generic? Is it something that I can stake a claim to that I own this aspect of my business? And starting from this aspect, I own my name. Starting from this aspect, I own my business processes. Starting from this aspect, I own my service delivery, my product delivery processes. And that's what I'm telling you, that everything that is at the market space, there are two people who are operating at the market space. There are those people that are operating in market spaces that are already established by other people. And so at the end of the day, you are only owning a component of that market space. But there are those people who build the market space from the foundation up. And that is what we want to talk about. That intellectual property is interested in marshalling concept. That can we develop new avenues of, of generating revenue, new avenues of driving value in your business. So when you're looking at a name, how should your name be or what are the components in your name that you as an entrepreneur, you as someone who is building a business should be one, very careful about or two, you should be uh, 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 interested in. A name as an entrepreneur is your beginning resource. Your name, the name of your business, the name of your company, the name of your space, the name of your service delivery. All these and many others should be components. Why? Because your name can be converted into a product that can open up for you new market avenues. And if those market avenues do, don't exist as at now, then you can convert your name to open up for you new industries, new markets, new spaces that don't exist. 
So what are those building components in a name that every entrepreneur should look at? So that we can say that, you see this name, this name is not generic. The problem with entrepreneurs, especially in Kenya, the problem with entrepreneurs in Africa is that we have this uh, 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 tendency of coming up and adopting, adopting generic names. What's a generic name? A generic name would be something like a bicycle. That's a generic name. But ask yourself, who framed that name bicycle? Who framed that name? Who framed that name? And so the most important thing is, and this is now what we want to explore, we want to explore what are those components in a name that can be unique. Is it a color that reinforces my name? And then the most important thing as an entrepreneur, how have I defined my color that this color attaches these value systems to my name? This color attaches this value system to my product. This color distinguishes my product. And because at the end of the day, especially for people who are dealing with services, is that most services cannot be touched. Most services cannot be felt, right? So what is that thing that people can relate your service to? People can relate your brand, especially for people who are in the market spaces and we are driving and most are uh, at the bulk of your business is service. The bulk of your uh, enterprise, the bulk of your entrepreneurship is service. Then the most important thing is what are those things that can be attached to my name? The other important part of your name is what are those things that are attached to my name? And if you realize every name at the marketplace, every industry in whichever industry you can look, every name has an attachment to it. And the most attachment is what is attached to my name? What reinforces my name? One of those is color. And try as much as possible. And this is whereby very few of us have that ability that some people have this tremendous ability even to come up with new colors, to come up with new color schemes, to come up with new shades of colors. If you can develop a shade of color, and this is whereby as an entrepreneur, we should be as creative, as imaginative as possible. Why? Because you are only limited to the extent of your imagination. You're only limited to the extent of your creativity, especially when you're starting out. So what are the attachments to a name? One. Do you, is it a unique color? And two, is, it, is there a logo attached to your name? More importantly, is there a logo attached to your name? If you have a logo attached to your name, then guess what? The value of your logo can be ex uh, uh, fundamentally different from the value in your name and from the value in your color. So if my name is, for instance, black in color and my shade of color is blacks, right? B-L-U-X. Then that means that even the way I've... Uh, spelt that name in itself first of all generates another value more importantly and this is now where very few of us we have this ability in what font is your name have you been gifted in a way that you can come up with your own style of writing your own font for instance because most of us we have never identified that your font can actually become yours so let me ask you have you identified the important aspects in your name? Is it not too late? Because even as at now, depending, regardless of where you are in your entrepreneurial venture, even as at now, you can begin to take serious consideration of what is my name?
is my name limited as at now or does my name have those aspects are there those components in my name that i can capitalize i can maximize on and it will create up for new new market avenues out there everything in life has something associated with it sometimes when someone mentions mount kenya there is an image that comes to mind sometimes when someone mentions a beverage there's more often than not the an image that will come to mind uh, sometimes when people mention something there is an image that comes to mind and today we want to talk about what role can a logo play in intellectual property in creating that that even if as i mentioned a beverage drink there is a company that comes to mind if i mention a telco there is a company that may, comes to mind so in the same same regard do you think that happens accidentally that if someone mentions a beverage that company x will come to mind if someone mentions a telco company company y will come to mind you think that's deliberate or you, you think that's accidental intellectual property to you as a business owner we wish to create a new basic understanding basic awareness that that thing that comes that when someone mentions an organization or when someone mentions an industry there is a reflection there is an image that comes to mind i want to let you know that that is done deliberately most of us especially in the market space in africa what is largely what is largely frustrating how we are aggressive at the marketplace what is largely affecting how we interact with the market ecosystems that we find ourselves in is largely that most of us we don't take part in the logo development of our own brands i'm not talking of your product here i'm talking of the instance whereby your brand is equally the product that you're offering so let me ask you this what are those moving pieces that can make your logo What are those moving pieces that if you don't factor might make your logo dominant at the market space? I would wish that one day when someone mentions your company, a logo comes or even when someone mentions the market system that you're in, the market structure that you're in, or when someone mentions just the industry that you're in, something comes to mind. If someone mentions a uh, a uh, luxury car, there is a logo that comes to mind. When someone mentions a uh, Uh, easily accessible or a sport uh, 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 an international team in the world there is a, a team that comes to mind it is because every logo has a color and colors in intellectual property seeks to heighten our awareness how do people relate with this color if i was to position myself and very 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 many people very few of us have that ability to come up with a new color scheme Most of us what we do is we tend to borrow we tend to just go and find a color that relates something that either will go by my favorite color might be navy blue so i would wish to attach that all my organization or something that i'm doing must have navy blue but the point is this in intellectual property the question is this what role is that navy blue playing that color playing in growing the value of the name of your business one thing that you need to ask yourself is what role is this color playing in my logo if you have a mix of many colors any color should contribute to a role any color should contribute to a value that it's driving in the name of your organization let me ask you this how often in a day do you come across a yellow car how often in a day 
How many organizations out there have you ever seen that has yellow as their corporate color? Do you think that is accidental? That for some strange reason, everyone wants to keep away from color yellow? A research was conducted and they found out this, that cars that are painted yellow are susceptible to cause accident. Why? Because there is a part of the human brain that reacts negatively to color yellow. And so in that awareness, with that understanding, what are the value drivers of your color or any color in your logo? What value do they drive to your organization? So that subsequently, even in other organizations, then we go to a point where by now we are putting intellectual property to the test. We'll ask ourselves, if your organization had this color, would you still occupy your market segment that as at now you're occupying? We would ask again, if this was your color, would this clientele or would this market segment react to you the same way they're reacting? If your organization had this color, how would that relate with the people you would regard as your competition? A color has a lot of role to play in our businesses. I know most of us, we engage a graphic designer. You engage Ule Chalumanyako kwa cyber. Hey, niaje niaje ni putie together hii logo. And that guy would ask, hey, what's your color? And ah, where are you? What I want you to understand here, and this is the part that will either make your business or will break your business. I want to tell you, and I want to ask you, pick any five successful organizations and you'll realize that those are the organizations that have never changed their logo. Sometimes people change logos according to where they are in the marketplace. But sometimes most of these people rarely change their colors. That is not accidental. So that's one. Two, what are the shapes in your logo? Because shapes also have a way of either coming across or attracting or repelling an individual. Your shape can either attract or repel someone in your market space. Let me ask you this. If I had a logo and in my logo, my color would be orange, sour. And if my color is orange, then I pick up a shark, opening up its mouth as part of the image, the part of the shape that are in my logo. What do you think I'm trying to express? What, what, what message am I conveying? In art and in creativity, we might say that ah, I'm trying to scare people away or I'm trying, that's how I want to bite my competition. But in intellectual property, we are asking this, that when we will be talking about the balance sheet, on your, uh, in your balance sheet as a business owner, what role or what is the value of that art, that image, that image that you have in your logo? So today, let us appreciate these two factors, that your color is either building your logo, the shape that you have is either building your logo, and what I want you to develop is this awareness. Can I define everything that appears in my logo? Can I define, define everything that appears in everything that I'm doing from a point of this is what I am identified by in the marketplace? And can you make that deliberate definition so that whenever someone mentions an industry, your, your logo comes up? Let me ask you this. Why did you take part in building your logo? It's not lost. We can still be deliberate and take active step and be deliberate in defining our logo. There is a time in human history, it's called the medieval era. This is the time where families used to identify themselves. 
and families had logos, other families had emblems, other families had crests. But in whichever company, whichever thing a family would identify itself with, families took time and they took deliberate thinking in coming up with their family motto, coming up with their family mantra, coming up with slogans. And so subsequently, even people in business, we borrowed that from medieval era. We borrowed that from ancient, from time that we, most of us, we have never asked ourselves, at what point did people begin attaching slogans to their organization? You know it, it came from the medieval era, whereby families used to distinguish themselves, nobility actually, noble families used to distinguish themselves by their slogans. And I want us to talk today about what is the role that your corporate mantra is playing. Because that is something that most of us, we are doing accidentally. We don't take a lot of creative thing, thinking. We don't take a lot of thought pattern, thought processes in crafting a slogan, in crafting a mantra, in crafting a, 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 a motto for your organization. So mostly nowadays in our time, we call it a corporate mantra. And this is my mantra, X, Y, Z. X, Y, Z, and I want you to understand this. I want you to look at this. If you look at uh, uh, in, in, in sports, for instance, and, and none of these companies have paid. This is purely for illustration purposes. If you're looking for sports and someone would give you this symbol, right? There is a company that comes to mind. But more importantly than that company that comes to mind, there is something that is supported by that. And the mantra is, just do it. <laughs> you know? And it's because that is the positioning that they are approaching life from. Most of us, we have never connected that angle of whereby, can I connect my business and culture? Can I connect my entrepreneurship with culture? The aspect of connecting that bit, that bit whereby people adopt what you're saying and adopt it into part of their lives is what is called your mantra, your slogan, your, your slogan or your motto. Because your slogan and your motto, one, they either show whether there is growth in your company. They will either identify that this is a company that knows, this is a company that is not passion-driven, but this is a company that is specifically different. This is a company that has a purpose. One way we capture our purpose, especially in intellectual property, and this is what I'm saying, that would Nike be Nike today if they didn't have just do it as a slogan. And for us to understand the just do it uh, slogan, we need to understand where was the owner, the person who came up, He's called Feel Something. Where was he when he was thinking of how to put together a company? Because at that point, if you read his story, the, the story is that he was at a point whereby he just said, ah, I will just try it. I will just do it and let's see if the universe will fall into place. Your logo communicates something about your brand, your logo and your mantra if they are supporting each other, they communicate the energy. They communicate the possibility. They communicate life in your brand, life in your business, life in your market space. Intellectual property seeks to identify at what point does someone connect with my mantra.
And at what point, that, and what is the impression that this mantra is creating either to my competitors out there? What impression is this mantra creating in my market system? When I'm in this market ecosystem and everyone is throwing about their mantra, can my mantra stand out? Can I stand out? And that thing that goes into us defining mantra, you look at what role does my mantra one play in us creating for ourselves a market space out there? What role does this mantra play in even the people that run this organization? People that work with you as a business owner. Because in business, and as we are defined business, that business is any venture that does not require the physical, tangible presence of the owner for it to run. So that means at some point, this mantra must be part and parcel of the people that are running this business with you. How, do they have a point of connecting with your mantra? Do they have a point of this mantra causes them to act? This mantra causes them to do something or to come. Mostly in business, there are, those, there are those days whereby cash flow is very little in business. But how is it that there are people that are constantly committed to coming, whether there is cash flow? People will foot their own bills. People will pay for their own bills just to get this organization running. It's because there is something that connects with these people at a higher level. There is a component in your business from the way that you are trying to set it up. There is a component that will connect with you, you will connect with, and there's a component that will make your pro product, make your brand connect with your market system, with your market ecosystem. There is a way that your mantra will connect and will divide. We are aiming to make great distinctions at the marketplace. How are you defining your logo? And that's why you realize, even as we had started ago, most people, most from the medieval times, families used to go and find Latin maxims, find Greek maxims, and they would attach those maxims to identify their families. That is what, how families distinguished themselves. It gave them honor. It gave them reputation. But the thing is this, my friend. Are you defining your mantra today? Have you defined your mantra? That you, a friend, uh, there's, there's, there's this uh, story that I read somewhere that there is a gentleman who uh, went to Nike. And as he went to Nike, he asked the janitor, the purpose of Nike, he equally asked the CEO the purpose of Nike and he said that when you visit Nike, you cannot distinguish between the janitor and the CEO. Why? Because that mantra, just do it, has so much connected them that those lines of distinction have disappeared. Why? Because people that are building businesses that are supposed to outlive them, take a lot of time in building in crafting, in developing their mantra. Because your mantra is that thing that creates an impression out there. It's that thing that precedes you. Have you ever heard of this saying, your reputation precedes you? Part of in business, what precedes you? One, even before you start, your logo, your name, and your mantra. So take deliberateness in crafting. If you have crafted it, the better. Now what you need to do is, the reason why we arrived at this mantra is because of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And those 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 should be seen 
should be brought to life. Uh, we had mentioned a while back that organizations live through their owners. Organizations live through those people that run it. Which means that a logo should be brought to life by the people you run that company with. Your mantra should be brought to life by the people you run that business with. What is the value of your mantra? Hi, my name is Black. I'll see you soon. This week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like and share, comment, get involved, let us know what you think, what you want to learn next, and join us next time.